Today is the day that Parliament returns, and Aaron O'Toole, leader of the Conservative Party and the opposition, leads us uh, or joins us on the show right now. Uh, welcome to the uh, program. Good to be back with you, Kelly. Great to have you along. Now, the MPs are going to vote for a new speaker today. This is, you know, an important job. It, I understand that you've had some concerns here Um over the weekend, Quebec MP Richard Lahoe has been diagnosed with COVID-19. Is that right? And he's not going to be around? Yeah, he'll be one that's that's isolating. And like like any workplace, we, we are following the health guidance with respect to him. You know, in, in Ottawa right now, there's 16 schools in the area fighting uh, little COVID outbreaks. The good thing is with the, the level of vaccinations, it's pretty easy to isolate and to, to deal with it. So uh, Richard, one of our MPs from Quebec, won't be voting, but the rest of us will vote for for the speaker today, and there'll be a speech from the throne tomorrow, and we're going to be here to talk about the inflation crisis and the economy issues that Mr. Trudeau are making worse. And I would like to get to that, but I just want to ask you here, because you're really... Um you were really firm on the fact that you wanted all your MPs in the House uh, instead of a hybrid model. Now, with this recent um, diagnosis with Richard and that concern there, are you willing to maybe re-examine and, and look at a hybrid model? No, we don't want a hybrid, uh, nor does uh, the Bloc Québécois, because we've seen Mr. Trudeau use hybrid to basically hide accountability. You know, he he hid from the whole situation with the Winnipeg lab and, and the Chinese uh, military scientists that were there. We couldn't get details on the pandemic response, including contracts and a whole range of things. So we don't want that. Once vaccination levels get up to the level they are in Canada, workplaces have to come up with with ways of, of operating safely, but getting back to normal. Everyone else is doing this. The Ottawa senators in town here had a little bit of an outbreak. But if people are vaccinated and you're isolated and using masks, the risk is virtually nothing. And so what we're doing is we're working with the Hill uh, medical staff and the sergeant at arms to make sure that we can do this safely. But we should get back to normal. That's why we're all getting vaccinated. That's why we sure. have all the health measures. Aaron, I don't want to hit back too much, but I mean, you can't just say it was, well, I think it's a bit ridiculous to say that they, the centers had a little bit of an outbreak. It was a pretty big deal. They had to sideline a bunch of games uh, and they're, you know, concerned about that. So we don't want anything sidelined when you get back to work. We want you to get back to work in this new <laughs> session of parliament. So um, are you against rapid testing for those that have medical exemptions within the conservative uh, government? Well, we have we have been following the public health measures here with the the doctor and, and nurses on the hill, and there's there's rules, right? So if if you have an interaction with the person and are within a bubble um, for more than 15 minutes, if you are masked, there are issues you have to do if you're feeling symptoms and you have to get tested. We're following the rules to the letter. Um, most people, uh, you know, had no interaction with Mr. Lahu at all, and so. Uh, there's no risk at all. And so what you saw with the senators is at first in the close proximity, there were a number of people that had to isolate for a few days and do the test. And then once they were clear, they came, uh, they were clear. And so workplaces, all workplaces, schools are dealing with this. And this is kind of the new normal, Kelly. And I think once vaccination levels are up, the good thing is Mr. Lehu, is, who's one of our older MPs, is only experiencing mild symptoms. And that's another benefit from the vaccines. Mm-hmm. Um, I, I want to turn our attention on uh, to exactly what you're hoping to to get done. I mean, here we are, the 22nd of November. Christmas is literally around the corner. By the time the throne speech is delivered tomorrow and things get uh, busy again in a parliament, how much time do you actually have 
to debate those big issues before you go on break again. Not much. And that's that's what's frustrating for us. You know, Justin Trudeau called a pandemic election uh, while the Afghanistan was falling. The fourth wave was here. The, the country was was asking him not to. He did it because he said it was a pivotal time for the country and he needed a mandate and parliament wasn't working. And well, then we got the same parliament where we're a minority situation. And then he didn't call us back for over two months because he doesn't like being accountable. We've seen this time after time. Uh, We have a prime minister who is arrogant, who has a track record of corruption, and we spent the most per capita out of the G7 countries in in the pandemic, and we have the worst economic results. So we're going to be there to talk about the cost of living crisis. We're going to talk about getting people back to work, including in the resource sector in in Western Canada. Everyone deserves an economic recovery post-COVID, not just a few people that Justin Trudeau selects. How big of a deal is the U.S. Uh, relationship with uh, Canada, especially because nothing really came out of the Three Amigos uh, Summit when it came to uh, electric vehicles and the uh, rebate that Americans will get for buying in America, not North America? Well, it's it's a tragic situation. U.S. relations have never been at a lower part in lower point in my lifetime. That's for sure. And Mr. Biden sort of tongue-in-cheek said Canada's the easiest relationship the U.S. has. Yeah, it's easy when you get your way 100% of the time and Canada gets the raw, the raw deal, whether it's, whether it's Keystone XL, the pipeline he canceled on the first day. Now Mr. Biden is asking for more oil and gas from OPEC, countries like Angola and Saudi Arabia and Venezuela, and he's letting down his neighbor. They doubled softwood lumber tariffs. There's the electric vehicle standard. They've had bad results on steel and aluminum. We've been losing at every step with with Mr. Trudeau. I served in the military alongside the Americans. I worked for a large American company in Canada, Procter & Gamble. I know how the economy works. It's time for a take-charge prime minister. And one of the things I'll focus on, uh, even as opposition leader, is reestablishing those lines of trust with the Americans. What do conservatives need to do to win those urban seats in the GTA? Because let's face it, uh, this was not the outcome that you had hoped for from this election. And, you know, a lot of you've been accused of being, you know, going a little bit too red when it comes to a conservative. I, on the other hand, and I'm sure you've got word from your people who listen to the show that I've said this before. I think that this is this is what the conservatives need to do to grab some of those people that are disillusioned with the liberals, to grab women that, you know, might be fiscally conservative, but they still want those social issues taken care of. I agree with you, Kelly. And I remember when we spoke at midpoint of the election, we were winning. We were in the lead of that election. A lot of people in urban and suburban ridings were taking a look at the Conservative Party and starting to get to know me as the new leader. Um, COVID came back and people were scared to to vote for change in the middle of a pandemic, but they're open to us now. And I agree with you. We, to, to make sure we have strong fiscal policies, strong economic growth, lower taxes, safe communities, we can't exclude a number of urban and suburban voters uh, based on our position on some social issues or not taking the environment and climate change seriously. So I've been trying to update some of our policy issues to make sure that more Canadians, including women, including uh, new Canadians, Look at the Conservative Party, and uh, I like to say they kicked the tires of the blue car in the election, but they didn't buy the blue car. I'm going to work hard to make sure we we get them buying because there's already buyer's remorse with Justin Trudeau. 
Yeah, somebody wanted to slash the blue car's tires. That was Senator Denise Batters, uh, <laughs> if you are the uh, blue car in this scenario. And basically, uh, she started a petition last week. She wanted a leadership review for you. Um, there are some people, even fans of yours, that say this leadership review is inevitable. So why not get it over with? Why not just say, okay, here I am. What do you think? Because I, I just, it's confusing. Well, the election we just spoke about, Kelly, you know, the people I was reaching out to, uh, that senator didn't run for election. They're not elected. They don't really understand what we need to do to speak to the issues of the country in 2021. So what I did with my caucus in the first week, I asked for them to vote for the Reform Act that allows them to make determinations with respect to me. If they don't think I'm headed in the right direction, our elected MPs who represent our members and our communities from across the country have the ability to review me, as does the grassroots party at our next convention. I'm also in the process of speaking to every single candidate and every riding that was part of our election. And by and large, they're happy with the progress we made, even though they're frustrated with the loss. So I know the liberals would love us to talk about ourselves and ignore their scandals, ignore their Mm -hmm. failures on the economy. But our job is actually hold them to account and provide an, an, an other option for Canadians when the next election comes. And it's a minority parliament, the same parliament essentially that we had a few months ago. We have to be ready to form government, not just have a, a navel-gazing exercise where a few people grumble about the result. What are you most looking forward to today? I'm looking forward to seeing some of our new MPs in the House of Commons. You know, we have the same number, but we have some new seats. We won in in Peterborough, Michelle Ferreri, for example, Shelby Newbin-Camp, a number of uh, new women on our team who are amazing, who are so keen to get in the House. They've been waiting two months for Trudeau to call the Parliament back. I was speaking to some of them this morning. I remember the excitement of being a new member of Parliament from my time years ago. So I'm, I'm very excited to see the next generation of Conservative MPs bring their passion to the floor of the House. And I'm, I'm just fortunate to, to be a kid from the Toronto suburbs that is leading the party that founded Canada. I I'm, I'm never lose sight of representing my community in Durham and, and being an honourable uh, person that's in it for the country, not in it for, for self-interest, which is the case with Mr. Trudeau too often. All right. Aaron, thanks so much for your time today. Appreciate it. And have yourself a fun first day back. It's like the first day of school. Thanks, Kelly. All right. That's why I said fun. Aaron O'Toole, leader of the Conservative Party and, uh, of course, the official opposition.